Yeah, I'm talking to you, sassy girl. Need a little ah in your step? Try this on for size. It's pop. It tastes great. It makes you feel kind of funny. Not here, not down there, but all up in this area. Talking pop. Sick and tired of hearing all these people talk about What's the deal with this pop life and when is it gonna fade out The thing you got to realize what we're doing is not a trend We got the gift of melody, we're gonna bring it till the end, come on now I must question if the name of the show even still makes sense since we're not on Yeah Like Sweet Asian Pop Yeah <laughs> Um well, I do Papa like the really name popular. of it though yeah, it is sort of like an institution at this point, I guess. Oh, look at me. We're we're an institution, Jenny. This we're, is... we're more heavy on the talking than mm-hmm. the part. <laughs> it, it's gotten to the... It, you know what it is now? It's it's sort of like... We should shave, save this for the show. I'm just saying, let's just start the show now. Right. Yeah, might as well make this we'll cold open or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like how um, the wrestler Triple H... Is called Triple H, and everyone just sort of rolls with it. Mm-hmm. But when you stop and think about it, what the hell does Triple H stand for? And if, like, you're a somewhat old-school, diehard wrestling fan, it, you're like, oh, it's Hunter Hearst Helmsley. We don't mm-hmm. but we don't call him Hunter Hearst Helmsley anymore. It's That's not his gimmick these days. He's not the Connecticut blue blood, the... the the aristocratic character, the snob that he was. He's this badass wrestler, so he needs more of a cooler sounding name. It almost sounds like a a gang. Like when DX was presented as like kind of a gang, it's like it, it made a degree of sense. Mm-hmm. And that's just sort of one of those holdovers, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Triple Triple H. So, but do people still really call him that though? Like Triple I feel H. Like, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I guess, like, guess I do. Yeah. yeah. Hunter. Do you call him Hunter? Hunter, I guess, is what I think of him more. But it's one of those, it, you've gotten to the point, I guess, of you stop thinking about it. You know, yeah. it's it's yeah. just what he's called. And it's the evolution of, of all of that. You know, it, it, his his whole name tells like a whole story, like you just said, you know, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's pretty cool, actually. It's only when you take a step back that you realize it kind of doesn't make sense. Or when you're talking to a normal person. A normal. A normie, as like, we call them. A, nor- a normie. And they go, um, what is this wrestler's name? Triple H. I'm, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> What's a Triple H? <laughs> and then and you, you can't really the explain. Yeah, you can't really explain it without sounding like an insane person. <laughs> Which is what I love about wrestling, so that's yeah. fine. And at the same time, you can't change it either. So right. you can't change Triple H. You can't go by a different name. So we can't change Talking Pop. So we can't change Talking Pop, even though Talking Pop is proudly a member of the Jenny Position <laughs> Podcast Network. We don't call them feeds. We call them networks, right? Networks. Eh, but um, owing to our roots from our, our sister network, mm-hmm. Place Tree Nation, Pop Experience. But it's all it all good. ties it all ties back to wrestling somehow. It all just does tie tie back to wrestling, even though we tend not to talk about wrestling <laughs> on this show for maximum confusion, right? Yes. <laughs> 
welcome back to Talking Pop. Uh, yeah, so um, six months ago, we did an episode of Talking Pop. <laughs> and that long. It was it was Halloween was the last one, so wow. maybe seven months. It was uh, fun, though. We did a live watch of Creep Show 2. Mm-hmm. She had a personal oh, connection. I love that. Yes. That's great. Um, and so, so I was thinking about it earlier today. I was like, what if, now hear me out, what yep. if there were Talking Pop fans that only listened to Talking Pop and they don't listen to all any of our other shows? I had that exact same thought. And then they're like, well, I guess the COVID got Tim and Jenny. Um, yeah. You know, because, I mean, I'm steadily putting out content on the feed. So I I would assume people would know that I'm alive. Right. But um, if there are any Talking Pop fans that were concerned about us, we are still here, surprisingly yeah, enough. We considered uh, making some sort of excuse like where have we been mm-hmm. having some fun with it should we tell people we're fighting you know that, yeah, that we had I mean, a like, big yeah, falling a feud. out yeah, yeah but then we couldn't decide feud. what the feud was going to be about right and and that's probably less believable mm-hmm. if you are one of those people who listens to other podcasts that we do because we still do several podcasts together <laughs> Like a whole bunch. <laughs> yeah, like a whole bunch. But but to your point, for those people who do not listen necessarily to those other podcasts, only listen to Talk and Pop, they might go, oh, shit. I bet they had a big falling out. Um, and so that'd be fun to to do a, a, a very worked <laughs> podcast feud between co-hosts. <laughs> we would Probably. never be able to pull that off. No. We're like the exact same person or like... Adore each other too much. (laughs) Wouldn't be believable. Never believable. At the same time, you can't say there was a contract dispute because, well, what contract? It's the Jenny position. It's an independently produced (laughs) show. (laughs) Who would we? Who would be? We'd be beefing with. Maybe maybe that was our feud. That that I wanted a bigger contract and and you didn't want to put up the money. And um, because we're we're making. Uh, millions on this course, mm, we are yes as we have been since day one um that's what we've really been doing is uh counting our money mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, from these things from, take time to work yeah. out mm-hmm. so but no um nothing as exciting as all that i think jenny and you know you tell me correct me if i'm wrong here i think what it comes down to is because we do so many other podcasts on a regular mm-hmm. basis if there's something we want to talk about, some interest, some shared, hey, uh, did you catch this kind of contemporary, what's TV show or uh, movie uh, most recently, I guess for us, there's sort of another venue, another outlet for that, that we talk about it on, mm-hmm. uh, just in the form of one of these other podcasts. And this show, Talking Pop, has is, is never really had the most defined identity mm-hmm. <laughs> um i think by design and so it's like well what are we what are we going to do a talking pop on we're already talking about <laughs> things that we like on other shows um what's something that should just exclusively be for talking pop and um i don't know that we answered that question <laughs> but we did want to get another show out just 
for nothing else, the sake of like checking in and letting y'all know we, we are still doing the show. And if you're still fans of the show to thank you for supporting and, um, yeah, just to say what we've been up to, what we're, where our heads are right now. We're guestless tonight. Just two of us just shooting the shit, having a conversation as friends do. Might as well be a Saturday night. Am I right? My, yeah, might as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like we, I think that we have pretty much settled into being like a, a really fun interview show. Um, mm-hmm kind of sprinkled in with other stuff and i hope that we can get back to some interview stuff um when you know because i think that during quarantine that every conversation that you would end up having with somebody would end up being about fucking covid or quarantine and how much it sucked so I, i i felt like we just got into the space where we were gonna wait until everybody kind of had something more to say <laughs> then yeah yeah when nobody's um, doing talk, anything right what, what do you have doing? to talk about <laughs> yeah so um i like to think that um you know with vaccinations i'm fully vaccinated and um with everything kind of opening back up that hopefully that would also mean the reemergence of talking pop very true. And let's face it, in this country, this country meaning the United States, where we are based, uh, people do not know how to act. And so once things open back up, it's going to be, I mean, titty city everywhere you look. Like people just partying, right. their, partying their asses off, partying their tits off, happy hours. It's, it's going to be pandemonium. Mm-hmm. Um, just everybody's been like... Uh, essentially edging for the better part of a year, right? <laughs> so that's what I want to tap into, some of the explosions that happened some post-COVID. Ex- some of the explosions that, that shall be forthcoming. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, we'll, we'll get to uh, get to talking to guests again. Maybe uh, some new guests. I mean, we still have our list, certainly. Um, I mean, I kind of want to get to some repeat guests, honestly. I, mm-hmm. I feel like we've got sequels part twos we do uh, several follow-ups to some of our more popular <laughs> shows no doubt but uh we'll we'll not um we'll not get into uh specifics there leave you so, leave that to the imagination exactly there you go um tweet us who do you want to who do you want a part two of yeah who <laughs> that, you want that might be a, a good way to do it let us know who, who you want to hear from again who do you want to catch up with um, just, what do you want from the show? Like, if you like the show and you've mm-hmm. missed the show and you think there's some kind of untapped need, some kind of untapped need that would be good for us to get into, like there's something that you as a listener have been like, hey, I've been thinking this lately or, or mm-hmm. consuming this kind of media lately. What do y'all think? Um, it might be uh, some fer- some fertile ground for us. Yeah, definitely. Let us know at Jenny Position at Psych68, um, and we'll let you know again at the end of the show, of course. But let's talk about today and the mm-hmm. fucking shit show that happened at my house. Okay. Yeah. Already. Uh, and by the, this was not um, 
we did not decide to record the show after all this happened. Like we, we had this scheduled, mm-hmm. um, we're ready to get back to it. And you had this ordeal mm-hmm. and it kind of jeopardized whether or not we were going to be able to, uh, have this recording tonight, but of course, of course it did just because I, I, I tried to do something because you tried to do something. Yeah. Exactly. Tried to make plans. We know how this goes, yes. but, um, it's appropriate, uh, given the history and I think the origins of this podcast, which, um, <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll jump in at the end here, but please okay. tell us what, what is, what have you been dealing with today? This morning, like it was pretty early. Um, I was working on some podcast stuff outside. I heard like a weird noise. I couldn't figure out what it was. Went around to the front of the house and there was a fire truck there, which was funny because I'd had a fire truck thing happen to me earlier in the morning, which so like I dropped Ethan off at school and I was getting back into traffic and this fire truck pulled in behind me at the traffic light and I we sat there for a good like two minutes just waiting on this long ass light and I guess the fire truck got a call or something happened but it turned on its sirens right fucking behind me and I it <laughs> It scared the fucking shit out of me. <laughs> and then it just like, you know, went around me, went through traffic. And I was like, good God. Um, anyway, and so later on that morning, I hear the weird noise. I come around front and the the whole sidewalk in front of the house is just like gu- gushing water. And it's washing out like all of the um, all the dirt and stuff from the sod in front of the sidewalk and um, in the front part of the yard and the fire trucks there and the firemen are trying to, I guess, figure out what happened. Anyway, it was a busted water main. And, um, yeah. so then I don't know who fixes the, I guess it's the water, um, authority, the county water. Yeah, guys. I would, I don't know. The county, I would guess. But so they're up there with a fucking bulldozer in the front yard, literally tearing up the sidewalk, the concrete. Oh my God. To get to the damn water main. And, of course, like eight dudes and one dude working. All the Mm -hmm. other dudes just standing around. And I I just kind of periodically, like, of course, we we have no water to the house now. So So they have to shut that off. Yeah. So it's like, um, don't pee today. Don't don't pee and then automatically try to flush a toilet, like, because it's automatic and you don't think about it you know like, oh god there's no water don't do that and then oh yeah oh, yeah oh, shit which i did at least 12 times today or so, what if you have to take a shit i mean yeah i mean there's no pooping today you can't do it um <laughs> so. and that's not just speaking for you i mean you've got a house full of people so right. i'm like <sighs> you could maybe enforce it for yourself but good luck you know times three or whatever so I'm just like, okay, that's great. And then I'm like uh, trying to think, do I need to try to find us a spot for tonight? Like, are we going to get the water back? Meanwhile, we had just sodded like that part of the yard, like this past summer. So all that sod ripped up, almost all, not all, but almost all of the sods ripped up. Um, And a giant hole in front of the house now, roped off with cones. Shit. (laughs) Um, and so then also awful. they broke two of our sprinklers from our sprinkler system. 
um, which we have just fi- fixed those two like a couple of months ago. So that's like your own irrigation system. Yeah. So we're like, what the fuck? Because we don't know. I mean, we we haven't lived here but like three years, never had anything like this happen. So, uh, do we file a claim? Like, do they fix it? We don't know. But eventually, the water came back on. I, yeah. I still did not have time to, to get a shower. So I'm just saying. I'm gross. <laughs> <laughs> You're in a great mood. <laughs> you know, it's been weird. Your yard is a wreck. <laughs> and your sprinklers are broke. And that's just like on this day. It doesn't even count all the other fucking shit ton of stuff that has happened in the last week. Yeah. And this two weeks and three weeks. And it's just like nonstop. Like everything is nonstop. Well, and it is kind of a prime example of the kind of. Are, are you kidding me type of shit yeah. that has just been uh, happening, I feel like, nonstop. It's it's <laughs> almost comical. Like, I, I sometimes I can laugh about it, but, like, most of the time I'm just like, could we just not do a fuck up at all today? I would I would just like a break from it. it. It starts to feel like a cosmic joke the more you, the more it happens. Like, whether or not you sort of buy into that sort of thing, you start to, like, I don't know, get in your head a little bit. Like, is, is there something, I mean, is this some kind of, like, I'm 100% conspiracy? convinced it's my fault. Everything <laughs> is my fault. Like, yeah. and that sounds very, I don't know what it sounds like, but. And it's, I like, mean, not really rational, but at the same time, yeah, it's hard to, after it happens enough time, you're sort of like, all right, what what's really going on here? And, and, Get <laughs> it's funny because I feel like I'm a person that, I mean, I'm obviously like, I have my issues, but like, I try. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I legit try and like, every day. <laughs> and I know a lot of people do. And it's like, mm. a break would be great. And, and, and it sucks because like, I felt like we just got over COVID. Like, I feel like things feel better on this end of the spectrum and then everything just goes well let me just shift so all the normal (laughs) fucked up shit can start happening again (laughs) so like yay you made it through covid oh here you go here's another shit here's another shit sandwich um i won't say that i'm glad that i'm not glad that that happened to you today at all but it it sort of tickled me in a way for it to happen today of all days when we were about to record this show, because I was reminded not to make it all about me, um, but you might remember, well, you might remember the first, it's about us. Um, the first episode ever that we recorded of talk and pop, it was like our pilot. Oh boy. And I don't even think it was like a full episode. We just sort of did like a part one to see how it went. Mm -hmm. And then the next night came back to uh, finish the episode off. Well, that night in the f- that first recording, I was doing from a hotel room oh, <laughs> because <yes>. I had a major plumbing. Yes. <laughs> now, mind you, my yard was not demolished. It, it's not anywhere to the extent of what <laughs> you, you were dealing with today. But my my hot water heater shit the bed. And uh, so I was not without water, but without hot water for long enough that um, it was like a couple of days that 
uh, I was actually displaced. I was in a hotel, um, you know, just close to work yes. uh, while that was being tended to because they like had to order the part and wait for it to get here. And that took a while. And then, you know, just scheduling the guy to get out. Certainly that is not a do it yourself job. Um, Definitely not. Yeah, I remember that. I do remember yeah. that. And it was a pain in the ass because it's, yes. it's a tankless water heater. It's up in the <laughs> attic. And it's like, <laughs> oh, my God. And, um, of course, I had to race back here uh, the next morning to let the guy in because he got here butt-ass early. And um, so it was just one of those, Jesus, really? Um, so it seems to just be the, the theme of this show, bookending mm-hmm. us, plumbing issues. Um, plumbing issues. At least they're it, plumbing of the mechanical variety, not the biological well. variety. <laughs> sure, we've had our share of those two. Yeah, but. those also. <laughs> I uh, think I just you, figured out the title for this one. <laughs> plumbing, plumbing issues. <laughs> Look, we open with plumbing issues. <laughs> we return we'll with plumbing. <laughs> we bring it back with plumbing issues. Oh, good times. So, not to say I'm glad this happened, but I guess the timing couldn't have been more appropriate. I'm glad you remembered that and told me that. Yeah. Now I feel like it was for a reason. It's for a reason. Not to totally well, me over. Yeah. <laughs> Everything happens for a reason. More, <laughs> more on that later. <laughs> <laughs> so, what else? What else has been going on with you, Jenny, over these these last few months? It's I won't say how's it been going because I don't think it's been going great for, for most of anybody. Like um, our, our last episode again, before the major holidays, we did our mm-hmm. Halloween themed episode mm-hmm. thought about doing, we're planning to do a, a Christmas. Right. Just, you know, yes. <laughs> um, continue our, our tradition, but yes, I think just we weren't feeling it and nobody was really feeling it. So, well, it sort of does tie into sort of the next thing I wanted to get into. Yeah. Because that was a very weird time. So that was, um, like you said, around the holidays and um, going in for pretty much everybody. We should should stress. But yeah, especially you started to feel like maybe it was more than just what other folks were were having to put up with. It it was like, hmm. yeah so the whole the beginning part of it and I I, I debated you know several ways to try to tell the story um (laughs) but I think that in order is probably the best way to do it so I've been having like a cholesterol issue like high cholesterol for (laughs) a while not a, a long time but like enough to like be concerned about it um, so I would go and do these regular blood checkups and, um, you know, it would still be elevated. And I mean, like, high 250s, close 300. Um, okay. So pretty significant. And, you know, I've been on keto for a while. I've been dieting for a long time. Um, yeah. And have very gradually lost a lot of weight. Um, and, you know, I feel like I, I don't eat that much cholesterol even though i'm on a keto diet I also fast so i don't mm-hmm. eat that much honestly so i just felt like weird about my numbers anyway but um the doctor finally you know was like 
I'm going to put you on Crestor. Well, actually, we started another med, but um, I, I didn't tolerate it for other reasons. But we had settled on trying Crestor as a second option, um, which I had heard, heard of that med for forever. It's been around a long time. I, I thought I was probably uh, young to be on a cholesterol med and, and fairly good shape. So I was like, right. okay, well, I'll do it. And I honestly... You're not supposed to drink when you're on this med, and to be honest with you, I put it off for several months because <laughs> I was like, <laughs> um, I'm not going to not drink. So then yeah. I was like, well, fuck it. I mean, I, I got to try to work on the cholesterol, right? So I just start taking it daily. Well, um, if anything, like it seems like alcohol and drugs, it's not so much that it's going to have some hard harmful effect on you I right. mean, a lot of uh, there are a lot of certainly bad alcohol and drug interactions but mm-hmm. more often than not i think it's just it'll make it so the drug doesn't work um right. a, a lot of antidepressants are like that where it's, yes. it's not gonna harm you it's just gonna be like well there's I no sense in taking it out. This. yeah because yeah, it's chemically it's it's not gonna work if you're taking it while you're drinking um, around October, I start getting serious about taking it every day. Very proud of myself for taking it every day. Um, I would miss occasionally, not often, but occasionally, um, a day, a couple days. And so the holidays hit and I was just very not me and it was sudden and gradual and if that makes sense, and I think it does when you when I consider how I how I was taking the med, um, and it does take a little bit to sort of fully get in your system. Yep. So I just start being very paranoid and. Mm. I at first thought that maybe it was because of the marijuana use. So I'm like, you know, maybe I'm smoking the wrong strains. You know, these things are got me keyed up. So I start switching around, um, smoking different strains, trying to get different results. And it just got worse and worse. I would have these circling, spiraling thoughts about any and everything. And it was just the most awful horror. And I'm not, I'm not a stranger to like overthinking or having dark thoughts or, you know, being sort of morbid. I mean, I'm like, I'm kind Mm -hmm. of weird and, uh, and it's just part of kind of who I am. Like I'm sort of pessimistic. I'm not, you know, a lining silver linings kind of person. Mostly. Yeah. But, but you also know that about yourself. Yeah. And you but I also kind of am not normal. totally not that way. I mean, I, you know, yeah. I'm not anti, you know, those things. Um, but daily it, it would just, it would be just these hours and hours of just the most horrible things I could think of. And, you know, I'm like, okay, it, everything's crashing on me, right? Like the whole year had been nothing but awfulness um, for the most part. And the holidays were so rough. 
and I'm like, it, I'm like, everything's just sort of hitting me. Like, that's what I chalked it up to. But uh-huh. then I'm like, I started actually, <laughs> and, and you know, it's not something that you like super say lightly, but I would think about suicide all of the time. And it was just because I could not escape my brain. And I I would just like try to just go to sleep to just like not feel awful. Nothing, nothing would turn it off. And it was just, it it was hell. It was absolute hell. Um, And one night, I ended up texting you and, you know, I was just like, look, this is what's going on with me and I am losing it and I need to tell somebody because I, you know, I, I just try to handle it because I just always try to handle um, stuff. You know, I'm I'm one of those tough people, you know, that um, handles things. Just Push because I, yeah. I've I've had to do that many 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 times, and I am pretty strong, and I I am pretty proud of being able to handle things. Um, but this was not anything that I'd ever felt before, ever, 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 ever. And you were very supportive to me, and you know we try to talk through it, and I'm just like. I don't know what is wrong with me. I don't know why, because I would just always just try to distract myself. Like when I would feel it coming on and I would get lost in it and I I would just like, okay, I need to reach out to somebody. I need to talk to somebody. I need to like make a joke. I need to like anything, but what I'm thinking and feeling, I need to do that. So it was just like me constantly. Like, (laughs) I don't know how anybody that is in my life went through it. Because I was so clingy and needy and like, because I was trying not to fucking kill myself, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I was like, what happened? I was like, it can't be, it can't be COVID. Like, you know, I, I didn't lose anybody cl- close to me. I, I never caught it. You know, it was, I mean, my life was horribly affected my son was affected a lot in school and he struggled so much so I was like is it empathy with him and one weekend um I was going out of town up to my mother-in-law's for the weekend and just in the car just trapped in my own head again just thinking thinking just driving myself insane trying to figure it out um and I started running through my meds list and I'm like, okay, what am I on? And I'm thinking through, I'm like, okay, the Crest store is new. Like mm-hmm. I just started taking that in October. And I'm like, and that is sort of when I started feeling like this. And, you know, I, I kind of think on this for a little bit. I start Googling a little bit and I start seeing things that was like Crest store made me crazy. And I start <laughs> I go into some, a Reddit um, hole and I just start seeing all of these stories that 
very closely relate to mine. It's not a ton, so it's not like a super expected side effect, mm-hmm. um, but it's enough and enough of exactly how I felt. Um, and unfortunately, I had read stories about people that had committed suicide eventually oh after starting the pill. So I that weekend, I had this enormous like flood of like holy shit this is what it is like and it was the most intense relief I've ever felt even though I had to deal with a bunch of stuff post uh stopping taking them because I just stopped like automatically yeah. like you know I, I I was like okay don't get too excited like maybe this is not it um so I'm like okay I'm gonna stop this drug I'm gonna see what happens and it was almost immediate, not quite because it was still in my system a little bit. Wow. Um, but that weekend um, was like a ginormous turning point, and it just made me feel like at least it wasn't me. Like mm-hmm. you had an <laughs> and, answer, yeah. Yeah, and it it was the most random and crazy thing, and I, I keep I always think like. What if I had never thought to run through my meds list? Like, because I I ended up calling like my doctor once I figured it out. I had an appointment with my doctor and I said, this is what I think is happening to me. And he was like, you know what? That makes a lot of sense. He's like, I don't see it a lot, but your brain is basically made out of cholesterol. Your brain is basically fat. And when you start fucking with the levels in there, it something you know shit can happen those neurotransmitters maybe start slowing down aren't hitting like they're supposed to and Mm. so i was like well you know i stopped the med and i don't you know i don't know if you want to try something else for my cholesterol but let me just come off this for a little bit and see what happens and um i haven't you, had ch- you can take your chances with the cholesterol. That's not gonna. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's the not last gonna have nearly as detrimental had, effect as right. thoughts the of last, suicide. And the meds, the med worked. My cholesterol was cut in half, basically. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, so it worked, um, but I just, it's, it was so random, and I. Even today, like when I was like thinking about having to talk about this, because I haven't super told a lot of people. Um, I just am thankful because it was not going well. And I don't know that anybody else would have been able to point a finger at it. Yeah. Know? Yeah. And, and think of people who don't figure it out. Yeah. Who would not? Ne- it would that would never occur. Like, why would you think a cholesterol medication would have any bearing on your your mental well being? Like yes. that there there would be any connection between the two. And a lot of I imagine, you know, people who who take that drug, whether it's new or or whether it's just as a, a maintenance thing, mm-hmm. maybe go through that same struggle and. And have the exact same reaction that you did at first, who want to look at any sort of other 
external cause. Mm-hmm. They they run through the list of, okay, what are some logical things I could point to? Um, the holidays are tough anyway, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they're tougher than normal this year because of COVID. Um, I've had this, this, and this happen, whatever it is. And, and they just sort of settle on that. And they go, well, maybe I'm just slipping into like a seasonal depression on, on top of everything yep. else. Yep. I gave um, myself every other excuse. Like I, I tried anything else I can think. And, you know, when I look back on it, I'm like, things were not that bad, actually. Like, mm-hmm. it, I mean, it was rough, you know, just holidays-wise. But, like, nothing got... I couldn't handle or have ever been able to not handle, you know, I've always been able to, you know, kind of get through and, and be okay. But I think you just, you knew yourself good enough to recognize that this is more than what I'm used to dealing with. And I don't understand why. And there's gotta be, there's gotta be something else going on. Some people just don't make that connection. I'm a kind of person that it's very difficult for me to ask for help. Like, yeah, relatable. Yeah. And, and I debated it hard, even just telling you and I trust you with everything. And, and I, I I didn't even want to, it felt like, it felt like a burden I was putting on somebody else, you know, and well, I, a lot of people probably don't say anything for that reason. And I'm somebody who is, has, has struggled with depression pretty much lifelong. I mean, off and on. Um, and I, I've gone to some pretty dark places, not, I would say recently, but I, I mean, Let's just say I've I've had some episodes that I like would rather not talk about just because mm-hmm. um it's, it's not really hard for me to talk about but I I think they're kind of too intense to just sort of put out there for for all the the world to see yeah um it, it, almost in maybe a, a triggering sort of way yeah yeah um. So, but I was glad that you did say something um, because I'm not the type of person who's immediately going to go, oh my God, you, you know, you said the S word, I'm going to, which that should never be taken lightly. Um, But at the same time, I I think I knew to kind of ask questions like, okay, I know that, you know, I've been there myself, um, just the constant ruminating, the dark thoughts, the sort of, you know, ideation. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm like, are, are you saying like you're, you're thinking about actually doing something like what I was getting at mm-hmm. and, and sort of asking questions was like, are you saying you like, you have a plan that you're going to enact or, or put together and, yep. and you didn't say that you were, you're, you didn't say, oh, I'm going to do this, this, and this. Like, it didn't seem like it was um, an organized, like, here's, I've made my mind up kind of thing. It, it's still, at, the, at that time, the way that you explained it to me was more like, these are the kinds of thoughts I'm having. So I didn't jump to, like, 
you know, some people would start making phone calls like, right. Oh my God. Um, you know, crisis situation, wellness check, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And for my part, I just kind of wanted to hear you out. And, um, it, it was terrible to hear that you were hurting so much, but I didn't get the sense that you were like planning something, but it was like, God, I sure hope that it really is just a, I'm going through an especially rough time right now mm-hmm. and kind of just need to talk to someone rather than I'm about to go through with something. I Right. Yeah. I, you don't want to, I mean, I guess some people would be of the attitude, better safe than sorry. I am going to um, say something to someone or get a professional involved here. But I don't know. I, I just sort of drew from my own experience and how I approached that, which I hope was the right call. Um, it, it was. And I, you know, in, in the in the worst times, there there were ideas and plans. Um you know, that you just go like, you settle on it, and you go like, that's it. You know, if I ever get there, that's it. You know, mm-hmm. and I was trying to to tell someone before I got there. Yeah, that that's what it seemed like that you weren't there yet, but yeah. you definitely needed somebody to just say it, just be like, look, um. I don't know what to do. And and they don't really I don't even think... know what I told you, but I, I hope that it, it, it maybe at least pulled you out of that spiral on that at that moment. Um It's a lot it, to but... just like tell and admit and and take it outside of your own brain. Yeah. Um and I knew that's what I needed to do was like because it it was a tra- it was like a prison and i was like i have to break through i had to get somebody else in here with me um because i was i was just nobody really tells you about like how guilty you feel for telling someone that mm-hmm. and and because you're like you're like i don't want to do this <laughs> it's like I, you're you're like unburdening yeah and and you sort of look at it as, well, if I'm unburdening, then I'm putting that burden on right. somebody else. But right. really, that's that's not what it is. It's just I have to get this out mm-hmm. into the world and mm-hmm. express myself. Mm-hmm. Um, not that it's it's someone else's problem. And, and a good friend and a good listener is not going to look at it that way and say, well, why did you just dump all this in my bucket like that. And that's not how I looked at it at all. No. And, um, and I knew you wouldn't, you know, and, no. and that, Some people that might, trust, but. I mean, I think that's what you like. If, if anybody ever wants to just like tell somebody, it has to be that trust so that yeah, you can get over either. that guilt. You know, I, I never considered how that feels and how that's such a barrier and a blockage and, and telling someone. And I just think of um, people who haven't had that sort of lifelong on and off issue, whether it's Mm -hmm. depression, anxiety, um, intrusive thoughts. And first of all, I I don't think you would 
talk to somebody like like that because you know who you can and can't talk to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I also think of what if they'd been in your shoes where they're all of a sudden having these terrible dark thoughts and they've had no experience in ever managing it before. Right. That's what I, I thought think too. More damaging for somebody like that. It, yes. In your case, you, you're sort of going back and forth over is is this normal? Is this normal mm-hmm. for me? Is this mm-hmm. is this more than what I'm used to handling? But there are some people who are like, this is completely a different ball game, and I've yes. never gone through anything like this, and I I have no coping skills or experience because um, I have no history with it. Right. So I don't know what to do. And because, like I said, I I consider myself pretty tough, you know, when it comes to dealing with shit. And I I always try to make a joke out of it, however that may end up, you know, it's just kind of how I do things. And then, you know, I did think to myself, what if somebody not as sort of tough as me had to deal with this fucking shit? Like, how far would they make it? Because I like three months in and I was like fucked (laughs) yeah so like i can't imagine that's the hell of it when you don't know why it's happening and it's never been something that that you've dealt with before and i kept Uh, telling you like i don't know what it is (laughs) like right right it's like there's not like a a genesis for it like it just it was gradual and sudden like i didn't automatically want to kill myself but like you know, very suddenly within three months, it was. There. And that's why it's like almost a relief for it to be something as yes. simple and like stupid as a, yes. a drug in her, which that you would weekend, never, you know. I've never felt like more relieved and happy and just fucking like, oh my, like I just felt like a goddamn like rainbow opened up like it was just like the most amazing relief when I finally started figuring it out um and that like you said it was just as easy because I was I was looking up hospitals I was looking up psychiatric treatments I was like do I need to admit myself like how can I fix it you know I just kept trying to fix it um and then something as simple as just not taking this pill fixed it it's amazing. It's fucking. It's unlike anything, and no, I've never heard until I started looking. I mean, I've heard about people having adverse re- reactions to meds and stuff like that, but not like this. Um. So. It's I have when it. Yeah, I mean, but I've had that when it. Like you hear about it in connection with antidepressants, yes. um, which is a very talk about the most contraindication in the world, right? You have thoughts of suicide when you're taking antidepressant. Um, and, I, and I've been off and on a lot of um, different antidepressants, different classes of antidepressants. And I had side effects to some of them. Um, none of them took me to a darker place ever. Um, mostly the, the side effects had been physical. And I had been on the drug for a short enough time 
and was basically told this is a semi semi common side effect that if this happens you know you should stop taking it immediately even though i mean a lot of antidepressants you should right. never immediately just stop go yeah. turkey off of um but it's like no if this happens you need to cut it out entirely um the only one where i had maybe a like a uh a, a mental a, a totally like almost manic reaction so it was in the opposite direction as you i guess when i was on wellbutrin many years oh, ago yeah um i don't know if we should be throwing around drug names but who cares mm, um <laughs> just being honest yeah as, as wellbutrin um it made me like uh homicidally angry like where i would just mm. Yeah, I, I can remember I, I was, um, this was back when I exercised regularly um, before I gave up. Um, and uh, I was just like um, on an elliptical and, and felt like gradually I was like seeing red. Like everything around me was like, I want to kill every single person in this room. Oh, shit. <laughs> I just got so angry you had, beyond you had the Ethan side effect <laughs> for no reason. It's like, just you know, no <laughs> it's like, you know, when, when something happens that sets you off and you kind of snap, mm. um, snap at someone. I just, it, it was like this building mounting rage that I, I had never experienced. I'm like, am I about to turn into the Hulk kind of thing? Like it was, Damn. um, yeah, it was incredibly intense. Um, to the point that I, I just stopped what I was doing and, and remove myself mm. from the environment um, to like try to calm down. And that happened a couple of times, just sometimes um, for a reason, like something would set it off. Others, it would just be for no reason whatsoever. I, I would just have this flash of rage and uh, that's all I could really point to. Um, because similar to you, once I, once I discontinued the medication, it was like that went away. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah, I'll take the moderate depression to yeah. potentially becoming a mass shooter because yes. this is unsustainable. Yes. I, I don't know if it would gradually eventually resolve, but I definitely didn't want to roll that dice. So that was Damn. the that was the strangest, um, I guess, mental. I I don't know if it's purely mental. I'm sure there's some kind of biological response happening there. Um, but yeah, that that was again a hundred years ago. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, others, I just had weird. There's one I t- I can't remember what it was, but it it gave me like a a hyperhidrosis, which means I, I I would just sweat non-stop oh shit yeah that's um, miserable it was it was so miserable i would just be sitting there like especially like if i took a shower you get kind of hot anyway yeah. and as soon as i got out of the shower i was like well i've toweled off but i'm just gonna have to sit here for a minute because i like can't stop sweating <laughs> this is really disgusting especially since i am getting out of the shower um 
and feel grosser than ever. <laughs> what if you had to poop after your shower, too? Oh, that's just... Uh, oh, no. You just got to start all over again. Insult added to injury. Yeah. <laughs> it's the worst feeling in the world. It sucks so bad. <laughs> you just want to take a new, new shower. You're like, oh, God. I should have just pooped in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, that was yes. a very depressing first uh, hour. Sort of. Well, I guess the um, if if there is a, a silver lining to it, our our PSA would be if if you start a new medication, no matter what it is, whether it's related mm-hmm. to your your mental health, your physical health, either way, if you start to uh, have some very very um, terrible Mm. Uh, thoughts rather suddenly in a way that is extremely unlike you maybe consider uh the pharmacy please do i mean honestly (laughs) it could be a lifesaver for real Um, that's something i'm definitely more mindful now i i take uh four medications for for different things um one one of them actually being cholesterol, but um, few that I've been on for years. Others um, fairly new, but it's like I kind of want to look out for stuff like that now because I would never think that you know something for high blood pressure or cholesterol or mm-hmm. you know gout, whatever <laughs> whatever it is. Right, I don't gout. Know, but if all of a sudden <laughs> I I start feeling like I'm getting more depressed even for me, that'd mm-hmm. probably be the first thing I consider. Okay, did something with my meds change? Am I taking a new drug? Um, one of those easy things, if nothing else, just to cross off the list. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. And, and I'm okay now, so um, don't worry. <laughs> yeah, you've been, you've been was, doing well for... Yeah, been- I mean, I mean, still, obviously, like, everything is a disaster, but, like, I'm not trying to murder myself about it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the kind of disaster you're used to. Yeah, yeah, manageable. <laughs> not um, ideal, but, but at least it's... Yeah, super not, not ideal. <laughs> it's not new. It's not new and terrible. It's old and terrible. It's old, it's old and terrible. <laughs> Normal and terrible. Normal, terrible. <laughs> uh, Jenny levels of disaster, terrible. <sighs> okay. Well, there's sort of a, uh, I won't say coda to that, but I think of it as a jumping on point because we were considering what to talk about in this episode other than just to bring people up to speed and Mental health in time of COVID is is certainly a hot topic. Um, sure is. And uh, we've spoken about it over. We've spoken the about it a great a great deal. Um, and and a lot of us, you know, aren't doing great, aren't feeling our best. Mm-hmm. And and in your case, um, the worst of it was a very temporary, thankfully, episode. But um. I just feel like there's this, I almost want to call it a a movement, Mm -hmm. (laughs) certainly a push towards 
almost guilt tripping people for feeling the way that they do if it's not particularly ideal right now. Mm-hmm. So I, I think there are some there are some people who would look at your situation, Jenny, and almost be dismissive and say, well, you know, you're just feeling this way because of this, this, and this, and you just you just have to reframe your thinking and mm-hmm. recontextualize mm-hmm. how you look at the world. Mm-hmm. And it's all about, um, you know, there's this, this practice called cognitive reframing, yep. which I don't want to throw that out as, as totally a, a bullshit tact. That is a good coping mechanism for mm-hmm. people, mm-hmm. but there just seems to be like almost a degree of guilt attached to, feeling not great or feeling outright bad about things or even just having a bad day. And I you- honestly, when I was trying to feel better, I, I, I thought that it was just me being negative. You know, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not like, I would, I would sort of, you know, there, like, like you said, a movement where there's a lot of, social media um, stuff that reiterates the power of positivity. And so like I would be trying that I would be like, I I even had like a stupid little thing on my phone, like on my lock screen, it was like the actual legit background. I had some inspirational quote on it. And that's how I know that my mental health was not good because I had a goddamn inspirational quote. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> on my phone background but and and honestly it was about like negative thinking and stuff like that and yeah. because i was i was i was th- thinking that it was me like and that i could turn it around by myself with platitudes about you know mm-hmm. tough it up girl straighten your crown girl yeah you know, remember these things about yourself, girl, and I will be trying to do those things, and uh, no. <laughs> no. One that I see over and over, you talk about platitudes, and that's what they, they, they're all things that are just boiled down to these, almost like bumper stickers, I call them, that you see, mm-hmm. these banners that, that you see plastered all over social media. It's, it'll be stuff like, good vibes only. Right. Okay. Great. Um, or uh, just get your hustle on. Um, right. The the bad things in life just make you stronger, you know. And yeah, it's like all right. Um, I I guess I understand that the sentiment behind it, but mm-hmm. it feels like almost a a denial or a suppression of mm-hmm. whatever you're going through whatever you're feeling good or bad and and this pathological need to replace it with well as they say good vibes only that mm-hmm. because you have a bad thought somehow that makes you a bad person and i think this just comes from people who normally are wired to have a pretty optimistic, positive mindset who have really been challenged, uh, especially within the past year. 
by COVID who have had hardships that they've never really had to deal with before and are having some thoughts that they've never really had before. Here again, some of these people who are not used to uh, going through these things, thinking negative thoughts, dark thoughts, and don't know what to do with it. And just have this need to like push it down, push it down, not, not let me feel these feelings and, and replace it instead. Tell myself like fake it till you make it It is, Mm. is kind of what it comes down to, I think. And I don't know if that actually works (laughs) for those people or if they're just in an extreme state of denial, but it can get to a point that's, rather uh toxic when you begin to foist it on other people um and i'm not saying that we don't we don't all need a port in the storm like we're Mm -hmm. going through Mm -hmm. something and you just you have to look for uh relief where you can find it you know whether that's a that's a peculiar interest of your own um just a time-wasting thing that catches your eye or, or, or just a, you know, momentary distraction. We all have these things that we lean on when we're not feeling at our best. And, um, you know, just as little pick me ups, but the, the mentality of you're just negative and because you're negative, that, that has some kind of moral value to it. Right, like you deserve the things that are happening to you because you realize that they are negative things that are happening to you and you can't look around it anymore. You know, it's like you can't see the positive in this, therefore, you're doomed to always um, make bad decisions and invite negative consequences. And there's actually a, a term for this, and I, I think we were actually using the term before we realized it had a, I mean, I don't know how scientific this definition is or, or as a <laughs> diagnostic tool, but we were saying there's too much toxic positivity <laughs> in the world right now. Yeah. And, and I don't mean all positivity. Right? No, and no. I, I don't, I, I don't mean genuine, um, good advice and, Something that sees all the points and can acknowledge the suckiness and then maybe shed some light on things that are good. You know, I do need positivity, but I don't need toxic positivity. A good summation I'm looking at right now, it says toxic positivity, the overgeneralization of a happy, optimistic state that results in the denial, minimization, and invalidation of the authentic human emotional experience. Right. I think that is spot on. Um, and, and I don't even think that it's maybe intentional sometimes. I, right. Um, I don't either. Maybe a lot of it isn't. But like, it's just it just seems like this... Um, Entire dismissal of context, really. Mm-hmm. Um, there are things that no amount of positive thinking will ever, 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 ever change or take away or lessen your hurt. You might find workarounds for them, like right. bad things, or you might find 
good workarounds for those things. Um, I just I just don't want to be told that any sort of negative thinking will. I don't want to say like you're cause more than your attitude. Things. Right. You're yeah, more like, than your attitude. You're more than your mood. You're more than right. Right. Just, the bad day that you're having, and right. you're allowed to have these things and to experience these things. It's like I said. I I don't think that a negative thought carries any sort of moral value. Like that's not a that that's not a value judgment about you as a person or anyone right. as a person. It just it is what it is. And I think a lot of therapists um, actually will stress uh, meditation, which mm-hmm. I can't say I particularly had a lot of success with, but. That is a, a therapeutic technique. Mm-hmm. They will tell you, you know, the point of meditation is not to say, oh, this is to cure me of and pure and purge all of my negative thoughts and not to allow any negative thoughts to just think happy thoughts. That's mm-hmm. entirely the ant- antithesis of what meditation is supposed to be. It's to let whatever thoughts you have come mm-hmm. and make no judgments about those thoughts mm-hmm. and. At, at a certain point, you can kind of see the gears turning within your brain and understand where things are coming from, but not to not to co- overcomplicate it or overthink it too much to just um, observe it. Right. And um, I just I don't want to single this out as like a, an exclusively American phenomenon. Uh-huh. But I do think that. Uh, at the end of the day, we are a pretty superficial society and we kind of like easy answers. And we are also very illiterate when it comes to (laughs) mental health and wellness and how to address these things. So it's almost like our society is set up for this, this concept of toxic positivity where it's like, Oh, well that's, that's all it is. It's just all it is, is, is attitude and thoughts and you can't control what happens. You can only control your reaction to the situation. Well, yeah, to an extent, (laughs) like sometimes you kind of can't control your your reaction. I don't know anybody that can control their reaction to everything entirely. I mean, yeah, you can take it too far and there is such a thing as wallowing in in grief or in negativity. And that's not healthy either. Exactly. There's toxic negativity, absolutely. Negativity. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> but that's not what we're talking about. No. There's just this way too much of this, like, cult of positivity, I, I think, out there that we need to be more forgiving of ourselves for, like, and you can't use, you know, the negative, the bad things that happen in your life to make excuses either to say, right. like, well, this is why I'm never going to amount to this, why I'm never going to improve, why I'm, why I'm never going to put the work in. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, there, there's that middle ground that's very important and to recognize, but um, we need to stop beating each other up and beating ourselves up for um, letting us feel our authentic, um, occasionally negative thoughts, sometimes more negative than positive, especially right now. Especially right now, um, it's it's just nuts that 
there hasn't been more of a pushback against this, I feel like. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I think that maybe most people we, maybe just, we sound just, they don't want to begrudge. Yeah, see, that's I mean, when I think about it, I, I don't want to sound like I'm begrudging anybody of mm-hmm. their attempts to to help other people by being positive or I just don't want to feel like I've visited negative things on myself because my experiences in life have led me to expect negative results. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? So like, yeah, it does. It's, I mean, look, I've been through a bunch of shit. Okay. Yeah. So my reactions, while are probably negative for most people, seem pretty realistic to me. Right. So like, no matter what, yeah. like sort of no matter what, because I do put in work, and even if I'm even if I'm have feeling a whichever way about something, I'm still gonna put in work on it. Because that's just how I am. I can still work on something and it can all fucking fall apart. Mm -hmm. And I'll be like, yeah, I kind of fucking knew that was going to happen because a lot of fucking things like that happened to me. So it's negative, but also true and realistic to what fucking happened. You don't want to like catastrophize, but I don't want to do that, but. (laughs) <laughs> but at the by the same token, it's it's well, um, experience in life has taught me this, and has taught me to perhaps temper my expectations, right. um, especially in regard to my circumstances being what they right. are right now, or what they will be, you know, a, a week from now, when I know that this thing is going to be happening. Right. Um, to give a prime example of that, um, from my life, I am, I've been, uh, working, but remotely outside of the office for over a year now. Mm-hmm. Um, have anything found that I've been more productive with fewer resources and it's, it's really, uh, it's worked out pretty well for me. Um, all things considered. And we kind of got the kind of got our marching orders about a month ago that we're going back to a a reduced um, full time in office as of June 1st. So, yeah, it won't be every single day that I'm back in the office, but like two days a week at first. And then we we step it up from there. Mm -hmm. And. I realize this is like a very first world type problem. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't say that. Um, this is a problem that kind of comes from a place of privilege because a lot of people have not had the luxury of working from home at all. Mm-hmm. They've had to drag their asses into an office or even a worse environment um, every single day with this pandemic raging because they're classified as, you know, an essential worker who has to be on site, um, putting them at much greater risk and at, at, at much more um, harm's way. Mm-hmm. And uh, I really feel for folks like that. But I, I guess my take on it is 
why after finding a better way to do things are we now being dragged back into what i see old way an inferior (laughs) way of working it's it's not like i haven't done it before i've worked in offices for 15 years right um it that's not a it's an adjustment only because um i realized oh this really isn't necessary and in fact um is more of a burden than not so all that is say i am really dreading it (laughs) even though i did it for 15 years i am dreading it and i know it's gonna be terrible (laughs) because i've gotten too used to the better alternative and there's just no need for it um yeah i mean resentful i'm very angry um I'm getting kind of depressed and thinking of like, is there a way I can just quit? (laughs) And I'm not going to do that. Right. I know I'm not going to do it. This is where my head is going. Right. Right. These are, these are the negative places my head is going, but it's not without a reason. Right. Mm -hmm. Because I know myself, Mm -hmm. I know what is essentially being demanded now and how incompatible (laughs) That is with with who I've become, who I am mm-hmm. um, as a worker, as a person, as somebody who tries to be reasonably productive at my job. And I'm like, this is going to be a disaster. And I, I yeah. guess I'll make the adjustment again and get used to it again and hate it. And mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> that'll be that. But am I judging myself for feeling this way? No, because... I, I think it's like pretty justified. Yeah, I think it's definitely justified. <laughs> it's something I where I feel like I'm pretty powerless, where I don't have a sense of control. Mm-hmm. And it's honestly just really eating at me. And I and I don't know what to really do about it other than to just kind of grin and bear it. Um it, and, so like you said, like I can't imagine having to go back like i can't especially like you said you've already because i i didn't like it in the first place right. you know and and you can do it you've proven for a year that you can do it without it and all it comes down to really is we're still paying the lease right. on this building we cannot justify continuing to pay this lease if it's just to support the five percent of our workforce that has right. voluntarily decided to come back into the office to work because there are some people who have. Therefore, we're going to tell you, get your asses back to work because we're tired of paying paying this to support just so few people. Well, um, why don't they just, like, down. not do that? Just close the office, everybody uh, work from home. And that's just a very, like, minor example mm-hmm. of this, mm-hmm. of, the, of, the, of a thing that I'm feeling negative about. Um, but I can't pretend like, oh, this is going to be great now because again, I, I did it for years. I know what working in an office is like, right. um, <laughs> basically sucks. 
It's like it the whole entire upside of the of COVID was that you were at home. Like yeah. that was what you clung to and now that is being taken away. It's not gonna suck less when I have to walk around exactly. with a mask and keep my distance from coworkers um who are gonna like you know they're gonna be like kind of up your ass um because uh, yes. there's those people who at work are just sort of social butterflies mm-hmm. and you're like mm, yeah it's still not really comfortable with this um so it's like there's what positive spin are, are you going to put on that other than i will try to make the most of it but right. and i'll eventually get used to it and yeah. be complacent in my misery but the toxic spin on that, I, I think, is, well, you just got to keep an open mind. What does that tell me? Like, what? <laughs> How does that serve me at all? Like, Open to, like, gross coworkers and, like, <laughs> having to poop at work again. And, like, <laughs> right. <it> w- <sighs> open to what? Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe you'll meet the love of your life at work, Tim. Oh God, yeah, because it's always a great idea to date your coworkers. <laughs> <laughs> to shit where maybe, you maybe it'll be like the guy who comes in to fill the water cooler thing. Oh, that's probably gone now. So yeah, yeah, there's no more of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, the the more I open my mind, the more it sort of fills with terrible negative, things, negative things. Yeah. So I'm like, mm, I don't know about that one. Um. But yeah, I, I just think we we should not be invalidating people for for thinking this way. It, it's again like for these platitudes to have to work for the for the self affirmation things that you see again all over social media to to be effective, you kind of have to believe them <laughs> deep down. At the end of the day, you you have yeah. to look at that. And go, huh, okay, let me internalize that. Whereas if if you're already in a bit of a funk, seeing something like that is it, just going to feel very, again, invalidating or, or very patronizing. Patronizing? Patronizing. Yeah. And it, it leads to just kind of more negative crap because you're just like, I'm not good enough. What's wrong with me? You know, why can't, why can they deal with this stuff and I can't deal with this stuff? You know, it just like becomes like the comparison deal. Yep. That will only ever always suck. For every empty, happy, shallow platitude out there, I, I think there's just a better way of phrasing it probably. Yeah. I mean, you could bring the hard. same energy and not do it in a way that is very off-putting. So let's push back on positive, on positive, on toxic positivity, please. I would urge us to go forth and do that. I would too. And probably is going to make us sound like the bad guys, but yeah, you know I mean, I was considering that, but you know, I, there's gotta I be. I don't think that we've been that. very rude about it. I think that we've been. You know, like, this is how we feel about it, and... There's got to be other people that feel this way. Uh, you would think just get, so. I, I just think you get bombarded with, 
with these messages enough, you start to walk around. And if you don't have somebody to sort of compare notes with, you'll go around saying like, is there something like wrong with me? As you said, Um, and you start to feel like a stranger to yourself. (laughs) Yeah. And you're like, it's questioning too much of just your own validity as a person. Uh, and that's about as unhealthy as, as you can get. Um, I mean, to just feel like you're, you're not even the person you, you think you are or should be or are valuable in your own skin. I think, I guess what I'm urging is, is just maybe, um, counter programming is, is all, um, rather than directly, having like a, an interpersonal conflict with, with any particular right. um, person on any, on anyone's social media who happens to pop up on their feed. Like we, we know how these things go, like especially on Twitter where mm. that is just where nuance goes to die. Exactly. And it, it is such a, re- everything becomes the most reductive and like, absolutist take on anything it's just a twitter is 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 good for bullshit memes mm. um jokes and that's about it everything everything else is just incredible podcast promotion podcast yeah plugs mm. um but everything else is just so incredibly fatalistic i think yeah <laughs> on twitter i hope that um I think that we've said it the way that we wanted to say it. Um, I think so. And, and I hope people relate to this. I, yeah. I really and do. I, don't I, be put off by it. Like it's none of it's coming from like any sort of hatred or anything like that. It's just, no, no, no. it's just like things that we've noticed and how we've responded to them. Hate the message, not the person. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, it's not like I don't ever want to see anything positive. But I just feel like it. Well, so I could make it a little bit more real. Relevant. Yeah. And kind and empathetic. Yeah. Yeah. And not so pushy and insistent. We uh we didn't get to do like a full talk and pop um WrestleMania edition because True. um you know everybody's have their thoughts and opinions. Uh, about people who travel and um, attend events. So it's like, I know for me, I've I've been a little bit more, I understand that not everybody is vaccinated. Not everybody feels the level of comfort that I do, Um, but that's fine. Um, That being said, I did get to attend WrestleMania. And so I just wanted to end this on a little bit of a positive note. (laughs) Sure. Hey, save it. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. By saying that... Um, Constructive positivity, yes. not toxic positivity. By saying that um, it was amazing. Uh, I thought the show was awesome. And uh, we had a really awesome time in Tampa with a group of uh, some past guests of this show. Mm-hmm. And future guests of this show, um, our group of friends uh, who I adore and who were amazing on that trip, 
and I love them all very much. So I did want to say that. And they are uh, toxically um, fucking dumbasses. <laughs> I love them. Toxic dumbasses. Okay. Dumbasses. Um, yeah, and I was really happy for you guys getting to go. I, I know that. I mean, we even talked about it on the show last year when it was mm-hmm. kind of up in the air and like the worst possible scenario ended up playing out. We had um, a WrestleMania so bad it, it shall forever go unacknowledged last year. <laughs> um, it was miserable for, for pretty much everyone. But this year, you know, they, they came back strong and I can say I, while I was not there in person watching at home, pretty damn good show. And I was so happy for you guys for getting to see the caliber of show that, that you did. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I know some of these modern WrestleManias are are not um, a lot of people's favorites. Um, It's more about the experience than it is about like, you know, the match quality, Mm -hmm. so to speak. Mm -hmm. But I really thought that this, um, they were, they were firing on all, on all cylinders, like, Good matches, well-paced, over two nights, um, in a cool atmosphere. And uh, it was it was really uh, top-notch production. So It was. Um, hopefully, for you, worth the wait, worth the um, hiatus there. Yeah, I thought that, I mean, just seeing live wrestling again was just amazing. I mean, there's nothing like it for me, honestly. And... Um, it couldn't have went any better and we all stayed healthy and we all had a great time. I, I can't wait for SummerSlam. <laughs> yeah. I guess that'll be the next opportunity, right? Yes, sir. Um, well, is there anything else yeah. that we want to talk about? I think. I don't know. Um, I was wondering quite any return. other, quite the return. Yeah. Any other media that you've been enjoying here lately? I did want to talk briefly um, because it ties back to one of our previous episodes. I started watching The Circle mm. season two. Now, I didn't even watch season one, but the only reason I watched, started watching season two was because our girl Chloe is on it from Too Hot to Handle. <laughs> so The Circle is ridiculous. I mean, you'll love it. I mean, it is awful. Yeah. Um, I'll have to check it's that on out. Netflix. And basically, you get to watch people uh, participate in social media and decide whether they're going to catfish other people on social media or be themselves. And then they just play out the whole drama. Like, it's. (sighs) Is it a dating gimmick? No, they're all just uh, trying to win money. Okay. So it's very weird. But Chloe is so Chloe that it is so addictive. You know how they they have it perfectly um, timed out to where they hook you for that next episode. You're like, oh, shit. I got to sit here again. Then you sit there and watch it. Exact same thing on this show. It's crazy. Remember Tiger King? I do. (laughs) I was just asking if you did. I do for a rewatch. Are you going to rewatch it, really? Uh, Couldn't hurt. It's hard to believe that was a year ago, right? More than a year ago. It's like mm. 10 years ago. 
It feels like 10 years ago. Um, yeah, the circle. Well, you know, speaking of the circle, where's our new seasons of um, Love is Blind and, and Too Hot? Shouldn't we shouldn't we be getting some new some new action there? You would think on that it would front, be right around that time, but maybe there I mean, will be know, something coming up. You know, COVID shutdowns, whatnot. But that right. can't be, those shows can't be difficult to film. I mean, nah. well, if well, anything, hopefully they're just ramping it back up by now. You know, Love Is Blind. Like, there's especially the first like quarter of the show was very social distanced right <laughs> by design you would think that um, would be at least one show they could do yeah that would be at least one um what about you? watching old shows um my beloved melrose place and mm-hmm. and dallas of course dallas. uh which, which i'm muddling through as, mm-hmm. as you know i'm struggling with um 70s dialogue in 70s terminology <laughs> primarily late 70s so I, I i will say i've watched the first uh four episodes of, of dallas which is almost the entirety of their first season apparently Damn, four apparently episodes just, deep. yeah yeah i think it was just a mini series that first season mm-hmm. but anyway i'll see if i can make some progress on that should we have some kind of Dallas cast. I don't know. Um, that should be a Pluto. That should be a Pluto gimmick. They need to have a Dallas channel on Pluto. On they Pluto. might. They might. I'll check into that. They need to alternate that with like Knott's Landing, <laughs> which is an actual spinoff, and like Dynasty or something. Just one of those like old ass primetime soaps drama. Mm-hmm. We need to get on Pluto for that. I'll see what I can do. Yeah, I know you've got clout with them. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I'm trying. Look, you, you've got pull. I know. <laughs> You're very coy, but yeah, I, I know that they they, they um they defer to you for their programming. <laughs> yeah, they do. They they check in with me on everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, that reminds me. The uh, last before we go, um, I had put a commercial out on the Place to Be Network. On the wrestling feed, so I think I fucked that up because <laughs> what it happened? So I want to try to get some more content um, on the feed, and I want to pick up a show because look, I do a lot of podcasts, and um, I want some more traffic on the feed, but I can't commit to another show even though I have like 400 ideas. Um, sure. So I was just like, I'll make a commercial. I'll see if anybody will bring me their ideas. Oh. And then I forgot that all of those people are wrestling fans, so they're coming to me with wrestling ideas. I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I didn't say. Not you don't want wrestling ideas. I, I, just, I feel like wrestling has enough. I mean, everything has enough of everything. But, like, in my circle – you know, I know where I want to go for wrestling shows, and yeah. I don't want it uh, on the Jenny position. I just feel like it's a different vibe. It's something else. So, um, that being said, I do want some podcasts that I can add to the feed that are not TV or movie related because I feel like we cover those pretty well. Pretty much. And maybe something music related. So... 
Yeah. Uh, I am accepting ideas. I, um, if you have a podcast uh, currently and you maybe want to syndicate it somewhere, shoot me a DM. You can do that on Twitter at Jenny Physician. You can do that on the Facebook page. Just send me a message there or uh, email um, the Jenny Physician at gmail.com. Um, shoot me some ideas. So what I need is like consistency. Mm-hmm. I don't want to like rely on something that is not going to show up. So um, definite scheduling would be ideal. Interesting content. I would love female-led shows, um, but I'm not against um, adding some dudes. But it would be nice to hear some underrepresented yeah, voices. Yeah, I would love some more ladies, honestly. And you are, would you say you're also looking for a finished product, as in all you have to do is schedule it once they I, send I would it to love you? That. I would love a finished product, but I'm not against editing. I do a lot of okay. editing, so um, I'm willing to work on ideas for that if you want to do something but you don't know how to do it editing-wise. I'm easy to work with. I, I will walk you through exactly what I need you to send me. And, you know, it won't be anything elaborate. So, you know, hit me up. Just let me know. I, I would love something quirky, um, different. I like it. I like it. So new ideas, maybe in music, maybe in maybe in culinary arts. Yeah, see, it's hard because I, I do have, like, um, cooking ideas but then it's very hard to do on a podcast audio medium medium. (laughs) Um, but i'm not saying there's not a way to do it so if you have an idea that would be great Mm -hmm. other than that um right now on the feed there's a lot of activity i've been working really hard um so the brother sister rewatch they have um completed their rewatch of the office they are a hundred episodes in now and so they have switched to sharing movies with each other mm. um, their latest one was episode 100 drive angry the nick cage movie which i've never seen so i need to watch that don't know that i've seen it either um also there should be a new episode of hot tokes that is the podcast that mm. i started uh, with my friend vanessa shark we talk all things marijuana on the last episode we talked about what we did on 420 did a little review and i tell a very embarrassing story that happened to me in tampa on wrestlemania weekend <laughs> on that show. so listen to that one for embarrassing stories love it and a new bianca's first time is me and her watching dazed and confused um, which I loved, and she did not as much, but <laughs> it was a fun time, so listen to that one, too. On your, um, yeah, you've had a lot of action over there recently on the, the PTBN pop experience. You have a, uh, um, yes. several reoccurring things, but, uh, I was recently on, um, Trivia Night. We did... <laughs> We did classic movies, which is anything Mm -hmm. pre-80s. The rounds of trivia for that, no spoilers. Um, So check that one out. And also, me and you did a a review of the new Mortal Kombat movie with Andy. Um, Pop Goes the Couch. 
And that was really fun. Really fucking love that movie. So check out that review on the PTM Pop Experience feed. What else have you got over there, Tim? Uh, Well, I am also a part of the panel on Pop Goes to the Couch with uh, Andy Atherton and Scott Shiflett. And occasionally, usually, uh, Sean Kidd when he is not um, disposed. In the hot tub. Yes, uh, or the hot tub or Madripoor, or a hot tub in Madripoor, <laughs> which sounds like a lot of fun. Where uh, w- That's where we cover the the uh, shows set as part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe on Disney+. Plus. So we did the entirety of WandaVision. We just wrapped up Falcon and the Winter Soldier, now Captain America and the Winter Soldier, if you will. Uh, got a little bit of a break before Loki starts up in June, but we're looking forward to getting back on the horse there. Um, we also do some Star Wars content. We had uh, Mandalorian Season 2. That's that's when I actually joined the show, about halfway through that second season. And um, they have not uh, let me out of my contract uh, since then. So oh. Well, they're will- smart. Why would they yeah, do that? well, they got me. They got me locked in, so they they got me liquored up and got me to sign it, and um and then I'm I'm just along for the ride now, so I will continue to be a part of uh, Pop Goes to the Couch for as long as they're covering topics that um I think are interesting. So we've had some discussions about covering shows, you know, outside of Star the Star Wars realm, outside of MCU, just other maybe general superhero related content which we may be getting some here on uh netflix soon but um no promises there still in still in talks as they say Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) um now you and i jenny also have some great mcu content here on the jenny position and that is the journey through infinity you and i with our friends jt rosero and scott criscolo where we are just reviewing all the films as part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We're more than halfway through now, aren't we? With uh, yep. our most recent entry being Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. So uh, we'll get together and record, uh, gosh, what's next? Spider-Man Homecoming? Uh, technically part mm-hmm. of the MCU, Sony production. We'll find some way to watch it. Uh, I'm sure we all have it. Um, And yeah, that'll be the next episode of The Journey Through Infinity. Uh, We also did an episode of uh, You Heard About Pluto, didn't we? Yeah, we did. That one should be coming out pretty soon. Pretty pretty impromptu, I I will say. We we all pulled up. It was you, me, and and, uh, JT. Kind of spur of the moment. Just decided to do a, a Heard About Pluto on the uh, Beverly Hills 90210 channel. Mm-hmm. Um, we picked a good one because it was a good standalone episode from season four, which is a high point of the series. Um, and it is also a high concept episode that mm. you may want to be quite high. High four, yeah. When you watch and <laughs> listen <do>. back. <laughs> um, but we had a lot of fun doing that. Our uh, our sister network affiliate, Place Me Nation 
wrestling. Uh, now that's where you have your commercial, of course. Um, yes. So if you are interested in wrestling content, maybe not here on the Jenny position, but elsewhere, uh, Jenny and I have got you covered with a pair of shows, those being PTB NXT with Jacob Williams and Talking WCW with Greg Phillips, both continuing shows, even through the great Peacock Network migration. We're hanging in there. Got it figured out. We've got it covered. So uh, check those out on Place Me Nation Wrestling if you're in for uh, for some uh, some wrestling, whether it's WCW or NXT. Or... If you only listen to Talkin' Pop. <laughs> or if you only listen to Talkin' Pop. For me and Tim. We're going to commit to not waiting another six months. No. I think. Uh, we're not going to take any crest or. Um, no. <laughs> we're still going to deal with our shit every day. But mm-hmm. I think we might do a little more Talkin' Pop. Yeah. Yeah, this is not a farewell. It's a... We're saying hello again. Hello. Is it me you're looking for? I can see it in your eyes. I can see it in your smile. You're all I've ever wanted. And my arms are open wide. Cause you know just what to say. And you know just what to do And I want to tell you so much I love you I long to see the sunlight in your Tell you time and time again How much I care Sometimes I feel my heart will overflow Hello I've just got to let you know Cause I wonder where you are And I wonder what you Are you somewhere feeling lonely Or is someone loving you Tell me how to win your heart For I haven't got a clue But let me start by
someone loves you. Tell me how to win your heart, for I haven't got a clue. But let me start by saying I love you. Thank、you